0: The risk is low and the the opportunity is high.
1: What would you change in case you started Gooster today, in this day with experience which you already have?
0: It was actually uh, working and making money much faster because Mm -hmm. I had this feedback loop much faster.
1: Mm -hmm. What do investors pay the most attention to when they consider investing in a startup?
0: You are listening to Building Digital Products, a podcast that helps innovators and entrepreneurs to create successful digital solutions from idea to market. This podcast is brought to you by LinkUp Studio, a software development company which created more than 100 successful digital solutions.
1: Hi, everyone. Nice to see you with us today. And My name is Oksana, I'm Chief Sales and Marketing Officer at Linkup Studio and today we continue our series of interviews hosted by innovators, (coughs) founders of hostess startups, owners of the well-known company and experts who have already come a long way in building state-of-art digital products and who are ready to share their experience with our listeners. And today in my studio is Amit Bender. He is the head of AI and data science in Artlist. Artlist is a company who provide a, a, that offers a high quality uh, music for content creators such as uh, YouTubers, podcasters, and anyone who don't want to deal with uh, uh, any copyright strikes and it's actually a very good collection of royalty-free music, uh, sound effects and video footage. Hi, Emit, very nice to see you today, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good, Uh, happy to be here.
1: Yeah, so let's start talking about you. You have significant experience in building uh, state-of-art startups, digital product and actually business innovation. So let's start from the little intro of yourself. Tell us about your background and education.
0: Okay, good. So first of all, I'm 33. I'm from uh, Ramat Gan, near Tel Aviv, and I'm a father of uh, one uh, little baby. It was very (laughs) cute. In my free time, I'm uh, playing guitar and I'm trying to produce a little bit of music. So you see how it connects to uh, the company that I'm working with uh, today. Mm -hmm. And my background is starting a few years back, like uh, about about 12 years back. And I started uh, in a company called NDS with software. And it took me afterwards, I uh, started to study in the Technion and I focused over there on NLP, natural language processing. During this time, I was uh, also working in Intel. And afterwards, I started my uh, entrepreneurship uh, story with uh, a company that I founded together with uh, another founder, uh, which is called Guster.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, so actually the story of the Gooster is uh, is very interesting. So tell us about, so as I know it is a company which you started from scratch by yourself. Can you tell us a bit about this product? And the, also I know that you have other product which you started by yourself. Can you tell about a little about your experience, about how you found the concept and uh, like how this idea come to your mind?
0: Okay, so for Gooster, actually, the idea wasn't mine, and it was changed a lot from the beginning. The, mm-hmm. the idea came from my uh, co-founder, Ardon, and he had this vision of uh, changing the way that you, we travel. When you travel, you have a lot of like, different things that you can see that might be very exciting for you. Mm -hmm. And we had this uh, idea of uh, uh, building a, a route that will be very special if you're looking for electronic music or underground things. or if you're more into some other artistic things, so it will build the route for you. And that was the concept. Uh, as we, we started uh, going, we were very young as entrepreneur for both of us. It was the first real experience. And uh, we did a lot of mistakes, uh, obviously. <laughs> so when we started, we started to understand, we looked at competition and other things. And we understood that we need to be unique in some way and uh, we we did a little bit of change and we decided instead of having like a website to go into a chatbot which was uh, as i said i was dealing with uh, natural language processing and then we went uh, this way It was a very young technology these days, uh, not Mm -hmm. easy. Uh, And we started, we built the first chatbot and we had a lot of different challenges. Like technically, of course, a lot of challenges and product Mm -hmm. wise, what to build, how to build, all of that. And besides that, I would say the biggest uh, challenges for every entrepreneur is uh, the, the market validation to see that someone actually needs that. After a few months of de- building the product, uh, we launched it, like, we were very happy to do that, we recruited uh, also uh, a marketing uh, uh, person and also uh, we-, we raised some money. But then after we, we put it outside, there were a few people uh, using it, but not as much as we would like. Mm-hmm. We put some money yep. also after that on paid channels. All of that was pretty hard. Long story short, we changed direction totally into a chatbot for uh, hotels, which was much more viable as a concierge. Mm-hmm which is someone who can pay you. It's not B2C, which is a little bit harder for us as uh, young entrepreneurs. And it seems to be like a much better uh, area to, to, to go to. So we sold to some uh, hotels in uh, Berlin, in Germany, a little bit in Netherlands, in, in the Far East. And that was, uh, I think, a big turn in, uh, in the product.
1: Mm-hmm. and uh, how long did it take you uh, uh, to launch the first version of the of the app like when you was ready to launch first time
0: so i think it was a pretty long time maybe like nine months or something like that Mm -hmm. we were also Mm -hmm. a part of an accelerator which took a lot of our time as well Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. good but also sometimes not but yeah it took like nine or a little bit even more than Mm -hmm. that to launch the first and
1: and when you just started what was your expectation do you expect that you will launch more fast much faster at the beginning
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. As, as people who is going to accelerators, you hear all those right things to do, which one of them is just try to get out fast. But mm-hmm. also, you hear something like, where is your specialty? And mm-hmm. then I think that two of them made us try to go very fast out, out, but then also kicking us back into, is it unique enough? Is it uh, good mm-hmm. enough to go outside?
1: Mm-hmm. So you always did this. Uh, do you did this iteration of like doing something, checking if it's right, going back and trying to adjust to the market and to provide this unique value to the users, right? So it is always iterative process.
0: Yeah, so w- we had this idea in mind. I think we were much slower than what uh, I would like to do like today, of course, because I really mm-hmm. believe in that. And uh, uh, it took us, as I said, like nine months. So it's not like so, such a quick iteration. We did some changes which are quicker afterwards. But I would say it, it could have been better. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Understood and uh, uh, interesting to know based on your experience and what you know today what would you change in case you started Guster today in in this day with experience which you already have what would you change in the process of founding the company
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's a big question a lot of things (laughs) I would say like I, I think we did all like not all but many many mistakes of younger entrepreneurs although we were very We knew a lot of things by mentors, but I think there are two things that uh, that I would do uh, differently, mostly. One is put more time into validating our ideas. And today I'm more in uh, data science, AI, and it's a scientific uh, area. And I know that uh, you have an hypothesis basically as an entrepreneur. And you think, okay, I think that those people are going to like and to pay. We have a a long list of things that we hypothesize. Mm -hmm. And to validate them is not the the only way to validate them as you think as a younger entrepreneur is to build it and Mm -hmm. make it perfect and then get Mm -hmm. the answer back from the public. And here I would say that's not the the, the right way I would do it today. I would try Mm -hmm. to validate it much easier in a smaller scale not mm-hmm. think too much about the future and try to do a really small things. Mm-hmm. Today, after building more than a few products, I saw that some of them were, I would say, sh- sh- shaming on uh, how it looks <laughs> in the back. But mm-hmm. it it was actually uh, working and making money much faster because mm-hmm. I had this feedback loop much faster.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, your recommendation is to start small, don't trying to make everything Perfect and put all the features and everything at once, but focus on something which probably will make the most impact, the most value, and just focus on this small, small parts. and validate market by it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely, I agree. And uh, I would say sometimes you can validate things in a very funny way. Let's say if it's a chatbot, let's put a person, let's take me and the other uh, founder that that Mm -hmm. I have, we could have taken just like the chat, uh, create maybe a script and copy paste the part of the script and try Mm -hmm. to uh, make it perfect. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, so so that's connected to, uh, th- those are two points that are connected, which is start with much less and also uh, work on validate, put the time into thinking about what is your strategy to validate. Maybe only a landing page is enough, or as mm-hmm. I said, putting a person behind mm-hmm. the the chat. Also
1: also very interesting things which for example we are doing when we are planning to launch some new platform or a mobile application we are making the landing page with the wish list you know like subscribe like add this product to your wish list and when we will launch it you will receive notification and can register and start using the platform and it is actually very useful insight for the founder because you can see how many people really want your product and you already can start some small marketing activities you need to see to see how people react on your product so preparation before actual launching like or during this process you can already start make some action by validating your market and interest of your audience to your product Yeah, that's that's very very cool okay and uh, could you tell please a little about your experience of finding the development partner as I know like you are a technical person by yourself you are a CTO and uh, a great developer but uh, you also worked with outsource company who help you to develop the gooster so can you tell us how this how do you choose who you are going to work with
0: Okay so I think that looking at a, a development partner you should look at uh, the same as uh, an employee in your company or the founding team which is like super, super important to pick the, the right people for this job. And I would uh, look for the same things as I would look in an employees, which first of all, there should be a good communication. Mm-hmm. which means that we're talking, uh, we can communicate in terms of language, but also culture. Mm-hmm. And also when we're talking about the the venture, there's some motivation, there's some drive for the person that I'm working with. So I would try to look for that. I think this is like the, the first things, uh, because many times there are things that are dropping in communication. And mm-hmm. that's uh, super, super important. Besides that, uh, I would try to see the tech proficiency, of course. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that's mostly a point for uh, CEOs where they usually they might not have a CTO. You need to consult with with someone before to understand what you're really going to develop and what kind of skills. Because mm-hmm. if you have someone who is really good at backend or front end, for example, It might be not good on the other one, Mm -hmm. okay? So there might be that your product is like an editor and you need some really good front-end skills and it needs to look really good. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, on the same time, you might have a startup which is a web scraper or something like that. And the front-end doesn't really Mm -hmm. uh, make a, a change, but the back-end is your whole operation. So, Mm -hmm. you need to know uh, what is the specialty of the partner and uh, try to understand from your product if it's a good fit. And uh, yeah, and afterwards, aligning on standards, see that you talk in the same language of of things because Mm -hmm. that's a really important decision.
1: Mm-hmm. So, we have like to summarize what you have told. So, we have kind of three points. So, we have like communication. You should be sure that you are talking the same language. And here we mean not only English, like, we mean that you must uh, be like cultural fit, have the same vision of how you see the product development. Do the company or freelancing approach the product development safe as, you, as you see this? And uh, the second one, it is evaluate the quality and the skills of the team, so how how good they are, and understand if they will be able to uh, fit to the product uh, product needs from the technical point point of thing. And yeah, have the consultation is always a good uh, good thing. And in case of a development partner, in your case, have you worked with uh, outsource freelancers and just looking for different people with different the skills and organize them by yourself or you worked with one-stop company?
0: So, uh, I had experience with both. Uh, honestly, sometimes some works this way and some works this way. It depends on, uh, I guess, uh, some, the experience and, and other things or the stage that you're uh, mm-hmm. being there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And what you personally prefer or you are, re- you are ready to work with both of these types, on the on the product which you're working with and based on your needs.
0: So, both of them, I, th- I think. Uh, I think that when working with a company, and if it's a good company, so you have uh, the benefit of scale and usually taking more responsibility. If you're more looking into hiring maybe someone uh, as full-time in your startup, sometimes mm-hmm. going into one-on-one, that can also work.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that very often, for example, if you are the founder of the startup and you are not technical by themselves, so you usually look for some freelancers and actually co-founder, partner or your CTO. So you're actually looking to hire the CTO who then can take the responsibility of hiring and organizing the work. And the, it can be also other freelancer or company like based on your needs. Okay. How long did it take you to found the partner? so how 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 long does this journey take?
0: Okay, so I would say it doesn't take a lot of time to find the like the potential partners, and we were pretty much in a rush. but uh, to find like the right partner that might take some time. I think that uh, at first we I didn't know what i'm I know right now on what's important. so it didn't take a lot of time, but uh, today, I would put some time into looking for the right company. To, as I said to see that communication to take some time to really understand that this is the right partner for me
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and uh, I know that as a CTO you uh, your uh, it wasn't your main responsibility to looking for fundraising but still you take a big participation in it, and you know this process. So I wanted to ask you, based on your experience, what do investors pay the most attention to when they consider investing in a startup?
0: Yeah. So first of all, I would say that uh, I think that after talking with many investors, uh, many of them look at you as an entrepreneur as a risk. Of course, a reward, Mm -hmm. a potential reward, but more like a risk. That means that uh, they're trying to see uh, what are the areas that uh, you might go down, like if there are some areas that you weak, like if it's the team, everybody talking about the team, although it's a, something which is pretty hard to change. But they do try to look at the vibes of the team. Are you good working together? Do you cover each other? Are you really strong? Do you come with the right uh, uh, background? So that's super important. So I would say that when looking at uh, trying to optimize a meeting with an investor, I would try to reduce the risk uh, as looking for, from his or her eyes, which is also having a very firm plans backed by data, everything mm-hmm. that can reduce the risk for them. So they will feel comfortable to invest and feel that the risk is low and uh, the opportunity mm-hmm. is high.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So minimizing the risk and uh, raise, your oppor- uh, raise your opportunity to take some, uh, some good investment. Okay, that is very, very, very great advice. Okay, let's move uh, slightly to where we are today. So about Artlist, uh, can you tell, uh, present shortly, like I make uh, intro at the beginning, but I want from you words, like few words about Artlist as a company and what uh, you are doing there all together.
0: Okay, so Artlist, as, as you said, it's a platform for uh, content creators where they can uh, have all kind of different, Uh, content that they use. So for Mm -hmm. example, if I'm a YouTuber, I want to upload, I created a great video about software development, but I usually need some music and sound effects and maybe some uh, effects on the video itself and other things that will help me to make the video feels and looks uh, professional. And this is exactly what uh, Artlist is tackling today. And uh, we give uh, um, a subscription, which is royalty free, which means once you pay, you can just download and use it uh, even after your subscription expires.
1: Well, it's, it's a very useful feature. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Yeah. Also for mm-hmm. podcasters, by the way.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. We, we already checked your platform, you know. So I know that uh, I already uh, updated my playlist because, by the way, for you listeners, I need to tell that they have really very great music there. My playlist right now are just amazing. <laughs> like really <laughs> very cool music. You should check it out. I know that you uh, joined the company when it was already launched, but you make a very big impact on how this business is working today. Because before you came to the company, Artlist didn't have any AI and they only considered to implement it and to innovate the business with this technology. So and your main responsibilities was actually to implement this into the business. Could you tell us a little bit how you did that? Because it seems like just crazy challenging things.
0: Yeah, so that was very accurate. When I just came, there was no AI at all in the company. And I actually started as a consultant. And afterwards, I came inside to build a department, an AI department. And the challenge is to to get into a company which is working and everything is working and to try to put this uh, area in the the middle. So first of all, I think the most important thing is to understand where is the benefits in the company, where is the long-hanging fruits, as we call them, uh, Mm -hmm. of things that you can do and change uh, people's life, if it's the user's life or internal lives. So uh, just like an entrepreneur, I would... Talk to everybody almost in the company, all the managers and really understand the business very, very deeply and also try to open their, <coughs> their eyes into the possibilities in AI because it's mm-hmm. a field that, you know, many of us don't really know what you can do. It's just like a word that sounds super exciting. Mm-hmm. But what it actually can do, and I can tell that uh, I I was we started with the recommender systems, which is the whole personalization area, which is very strong in AI, and it gives a lot of benefit to the users, given a tailored experience, mm-hmm. and some other things uh, more internal that that we're doing in, with marketing or with the content teams, and I try to deliver very fast so people will see the the changes and I think it, it worked. So, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And uh, talking about like how the founders came to this idea. So for example, if talking you know, as you said, AI, AI today, artificial intelligence is something very excited, and a lot of people thinking about it, thinking about implementing it, but they don't really understand how it works and like what benefits it can give. And also they don't know how to implement it as we think that this is something super complicated and we already think about you know some robots and etc but uh, you can use artificial intelligence for much more smaller things just make small improvements so interesting to know uh, how the founders of the company like how they came to this idea of implementing artificial intelligence what was their goal they want they wanted to innovate the business to give more value or to scale like what what their goals that they invited you and give you such a task of like build the AI inside of the ready product
0: so I think in this case specifically this is a very good way to get ahead of the competition uh, but not in just like product wise uh, but also uh, tech wise which means having uh, some kind of complex, or not complex, but solution that gives capabilities that are really exciting and gives like new horizons uh, for users, are super important. I think that in this case that was uh, the most important thing, like some kind of unfair advantage. I'm not sure in in every case that's uh, what you should do, I think in early stage startups, uh, you don't need to think about your unfair advantage all the time, unless it's like something specifically that you know. But just like as any technology, it gives solution to problems. And uh, Mm -hmm. this is just one another way to do that.
1: And uh, based on your experience, could you give a few recommendations, for example, for the businesses, like how to implement AI in their in their existing businesses? Like, uh, do they have to scare of it or this is nothing to scare about?
0: OK, so first of all, I, I think that education is the best way not to scare about uh, things <laughs> and learning about things. So I will start to educate you and give you a head start. So. When looking at AI, it's a technology which is different from a different software technology. It's a statistical model that uh, trying to predict something. And mm-hmm. for that, I'm looking at predicting things like, let's say, the stock market or uh, I don't know if your uh, users are going to live. Or sometimes even like creating images, like generating so predictions mm-hmm. like that. Something which is super important before you go into uh, AI is that you need to build a business case around that because technology itself is not uh, enough. So mm-hmm. that's uh, super important. And also, yeah, as I said, it's statistical. So something that f- founders having a hard time to to, to figure out is that uh, the, the models usually don't work in 100% correct. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like the state of the art is coming into 95, 97, something like that. So build the, user, the, the business case around that, such as maybe there is going to be a human to review or maybe... Um, There's some kind of something like that. Besides that, I would say the technology itself, it's uh, it's a complex technology. It usually takes more time to develop, but it is possible to do many things. We're not uh, just getting started like we were uh, like 10 years ago or something like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, There's already big companies that most of their development, like Google and others, is around that field and it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. But I think that from my experience, don't start too big, it's connected to what we talked about before. Try to separate it and take uh, like a small AI uh, component and just implement it inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's another recommendation is just start small with something very small that's just Mm working. For example, I worked with one startup. They tried to build a whole very ambitious solution. And I would say only a half of the solution would give a lot of benefit for the outside. And basically this uh, product failed because they were pushing too hard. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you're just starting. Uh, Try to to make too
1: much at once, right? Yeah, we yeah we also recommend like with the client with whom we are working and for whom we're developing the product we also uh, always recommend to start from small when we talk about some complex tech, uh, technical solution if it is AI or for example AR so and we usually propose to implement some uh, something simple like recommendation and suggestions you know for example if it is some social media you can make some suggestions of whom you can follow you know based on like ai analyze your interest your profile your feed your likes and can propose you some interesting people to whom to whom you can whom you can follow and get interesting insights So starting small Can give a big benefit so you don't need to automate everything and make everything super AI efficient. Right?
0: Definitely, definitely. And my last recommendation I think that I want to say also today the the world of SaaS and cloud around AI with the products that are, some of them are platforms, some of them are real solutions to integrate them as the first step that might be very wise to go to this direction and it's connected to something that i'm working on today and maybe i'll mm-hmm. talk about later but i think there that that's something that can really really help uh, uh founders when they just get started with ai
1: and uh- how do you think like what will be the future of AI like to, in tomorrow business world like do the people will start using an AI more and more and does it will affect like all of the world or just like affect some exa- some sectors of the of the economy
0: that's a good question and super interesting. As far as I see, and I can say I change my perspective uh, through time, I feel like uh, AI is going to change the world in a very in, in a large uh, uh, way and it's, uh, it's going to change the world in, in many different aspects. I think also some low-tech businesses are going to change, such as, uh, if it's like drivers, if they're going to be like the self-driving cars or other things. But also high-tech, uh, we can see that uh, there is some uh, tools for coders today, like mm-hmm. Copilot or, or others that are making a big change in the industry. Now, from those uh, th- th- there are those that are talking like as it's as, as a really bad situation when all of us uh, are controlled by the machines. I think that <laughs> yeah. AI is only going to help us, and mm-hmm. some jobs are going to change today you already see. Think about before social media, we used to do marketing so much differently, or before Google. And today, there are so many jobs around that. So I think, for people that are not optimistic about the future with AI, I feel like it's, uh, it's just going to be different jobs. And uh, mm. we humans love to give each other like things and we like to be treated by a human in many things. And AI is only going to, to change but enhance the, the things that we do. Uh, but it's going to be mostly for, for the best and not for mm. the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm always told that when people scare of the artificial intelligence is because of the movie Terminator, you know, so that is why we have like all this from the movie industry. And I think that people scare of something what they don't know, like don't know how it works, the rules of this tool. And uh, I think that as you said, the, the best things what you which you can do to not scare of something, just educate. Learn like how it works. Try to small make small implementation into your business. See the value and and make it all around the business case. Because we should uh, understand the technology. It is just a tool, and it is not the panacea. It should help business. Okay, great. And. so we are actually at the end of our podcast already. So can you tell a bit like what you are doing today? What your plans for the future? Like do you probably starting some new product startup. So tell us. So
0: so yeah, many people say I'm doing too many things. So uh, besides my main job at Artlist, I'm also, by the way, a podcaster. I don't think we mentioned it uh, myself, um, but in Hebrew. Uh, besides that, there is this product that I'm, I was talking about, uh, which is a problem that I saw f- very frequently. And this is mostly for developers, but also non-technical people that are very intrigued by AI, but they're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there are so many different SaaS solutions outside, cloud solution, all kinds of things that can help you start working with AI and implement it in your business. Uh, or for for the, the your users uh, good, and uh, there's a lot of mess around that. It's really hard to find those and uh, classify them into the right areas. So there and there are so many different services. Like there are chatbots and image recognition, and uh, like text classifying text, such as medical text or or mm-hmm. law or so many different uh, things in this world, and it's really huge. So I tried to take this problem and to uh, put a simple solution for that. So I created a a community-based platform called cloudaiworld.com, which is basically like a listing style of a website where... Every person like uh, and even you can add uh, your experience with some product and just uh, write the pros and the cons and how to use it uh, with API, all kind of things and other people can use that. so so that's uh, something that I'm working oh. on right now.
1: That, that's it's pretty that's much very in- interesting. Yes,
0: it's pretty much in beta stage, so it doesn't look Mm -hmm. so so amazing. We said we're not (laughs) doing things uh, perfectly, so that's uh, an evidence for that. But uh, I do invite you to just uh, go and visit uh, cloudaiworld.com. And if you'd like to contribute, that will be even even better. And you can contact me directly uh, if you'd like to.
1: Okay, it is it is awesome. Like I think that for us as a, for the technology company who are dealing with digit different. uh, products which uh, have different needs because we're working you know with different industry and different product types and you need to solve sometimes very unique problems and I think that have such community where people share different solution and pros and cons is very useful so we will for sure will visit I advise everyone to visit to check and community and Thank you, Amit, for being with me today. It was a great podcast. I hope our listeners get a lot of valuable information today. And I want to say you bye and thank you for being with us. See you next in our next episode. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Thank you.